Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi. Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We are joined by Rhino in studio this afternoon. Don't don't forget, there are so many good places in Mississippi for you and your family to eat, stay, or play. So head on over to visitmississippi.org and find out more. And if you're into hashtags on social media, you've heard of hashtag Flashback Fridays. And that's what we're going to do today. We're flashing back to September the 5th of 2021 when Major Kevin Paul a flight nurse assigned to the 183rd Aeromedical Evacuation Squadron at the 172nd Airlift Wing, Woo! part of the Mississippi Air National Guard, and Miss Ashley Smith's Worlds Collide. And Major Polk joins us in the studio today here on Good Things, and Ashley is joining us via phone. Hey, Ashley. Hey, how are y'all? Doing very well, doing very well. This is such a wonderful story, and I'm so glad we finally got the opportunity to get you two back together and share it. But let's go back a little bit further than September, Ashley. Take us back to the end of August when Hurricane Ida was sort of buzzing on the news. What were you and your family up to? So it was Friday, and I was at work. I'm a teacher of a pre-K-4 classroom, and we were just trying to decide on whether or not we wanted to leave. Um, I truly didn't want to leave being nine months pregnant and with three other children. I just wanted to stay home. We weathered many storms, so we thought, you know, we'll be fine. But then everybody kept saying this was going to be another Katrina-like storm, so we considered going to my mom, who lives in Indiana. But that's a 13-hour road trip, so we were just really concerned about, you know, if I go into labor on the interstate, where are my other kids going to go? Because of the pandemic, you know, visitors are not allowed. So my best friend called and said, you know, come with us. So we decided to go with her, and thank God we did because, you know, God knows what could have happened with the stress of leaving from a hurricane. But um, her mom and dad took us in like family. And that was in Bolton, Mississippi, correct, Ashley? Correct. Had you ever been to Mississippi prior to needing to evacuate your home? Yes, I've been to Mississippi, but not Bolton. We had um, never been to her mom's house. We had always talked about going, and her mom called and said, y'all come, you know, just come and stay so you're far enough away. Because where we live, it's always the water surge that we have to worry about because, you know, when the water comes in, it comes in pretty fast, and then it just takes so long for the water to get out. Now, Major Polk, you are actually a resident of Bolton. Born and raised there? No, I was raised in Madison, but uh, lived out there for the last 10 years. And so when Miss Ashley came or her and her family evacuated there to ride out the storm, how did you get connected with her at first to learn that she was expecting her fourth? Uh, we met over um, the place she stayed at Carrie's house, and um, they introduced us, and we got to talking and you know, heard her story about her being pregnant, and she had didn't have any access to health care anymore you didn't couldn't get in touch with their doctor and so i just told her i worked at baptist and you know told her about our hospital and come there and gave her my number and told her she had any questions let me know and she had a lot of questions but uh tried to answer as many as i could and you know just told her hey if anything happens i'll even ride to the hospital with you i'll call anesthesia whatever we can do to make things easier and Ashley, you were expecting, like so many evacuees, to ride out the storm in a safe and dry space and then head on back home and then, you know, continue with your birthing plan as, you know, as scheduled. But sadly, Hurricane Ida had other, had I guess, had other plans for you. So when did you realize that maybe you weren't going to be able to return home as soon as you had hoped? As soon as the storm had hit that afternoon, um, Brandy's husband had stayed and kind of weathered the storm. And we realized that this was the big one that everybody had talked about in the water was still continually rising and you know just from social media you could see all the people that were still being rescued and just the water levels you know we had gotten waters at record levels that we had never expected you know everybody always said this would never happen and it actually did so the next day we realized you know it was pretty bad 
and not knowing about your home and how everything was going to be, we knew we were going to be there for quite some time, just waiting it out until we could actually get back home. So that's when you started to shift your plans for delivering your fourth uh, daughter there, or your fourth child, which was a daughter, um, here in Mississippi. Did you, and we got to remember, too, we're going through, we're still in the midst of a pandemic. I mean, you had never even been in any hospitals here in Mississippi, so you had made the decision to have a home birth already, correct? Kind of. Um, my dream was to have a home birth. We had reached out when we were home to see if we could get somebody to do it, but everybody was pretty much booked out. Um, and just the nerves of with the pandemic and if my husband wasn't allowed to go to the hospital or my kids weren't allowed to see me. So, you know, it was one of those thoughts that it would just be so nice to do it at home. That way, you know, everybody could be around and I just wouldn't be as nervous because for this last pregnancy, it was really, really nerve wracking. Just not knowing not being anywhere and just everything that was going on. All right, um, so let's go to September the 4th, I think it was. Or maybe it's September yeah. the 5th. I can't remember. You know the dates better than I do. I bet you they were, they were subscribed into your brain. So September the 4th or 5th, what happened? I mean, you when you knew, when a mama knows, a mama knows. So take us through those events. So September 4th, I went to bed like every other night, petrified that I was going to go into labor and have to leave three other kids with my friend. So I went to bed that night around, I'd say 10 o'clock, and about 10.50, my, the remainder of my mucus plug broke. I thought it was my water, so I got up, and I went to the bathroom, and I just came out of the bathroom, I told my husband, I said, I think it's time, but I don't know what to do. So I said, well, let me just start timing contractions just to see if it truly is labor, because, you know, we've all heard it could just be Braxton Hicks. And right out of the door, I started with two-minute contractions apart. So every two minutes, I was having a contraction. So I waited about 45 minutes. And then I texted my friend because I didn't want to abruptly wake her up, even though she was in the room right next to me. And I said, I think it's time. Well, she didn't respond. So I got up and I kind of just lightly patted her and I said, I think it's time. And she was like, what are we going to do? And I said, I don't know. I just don't think we're going to make it to the hospital. I think the baby's going to come in the car, which is even more nerve wracking. So I said, and, you know, let's just, she's like, do you want to just draw some, put some water on the tub? And I was like, at this point, I think that might be our best bet. Because if not, you know, the hospital's 30 minutes away. We might have the baby in the car. You don't want so to do she, that. So did you call, who called you, Major Polk? Uh, Carrie, her friend that she's staying with, called me and said, hey, uh, Ashley's having contractions. And I said, first thing I said, well, how far apart? And she said, oh, about two minutes. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so how far are you from from the home? We're about two miles, just less than Do you than remember minutes. what time of the night or morning yeah, this absolutely. was? Absolutely. It was midnight. Midnight. So that's not what you were expecting to do. So you put your bridges on and you head on over there. And what do you find? Uh, she's in labor. Uh, she's already starting a show and when I was getting ready to have a baby. And within 15 minutes, we started having a baby. And the good news is, I mean, you are a nurse within the Mississippi Air National Guard, and so this is part of your training already. I mean, it's it's it wouldn't be uncommon for you to at least have this, but I would assume that you're normally in a hospital setting. Have you ever, prior to Miss Ashley, helped with a pregnancy in a bathtub? <laughs> uh, not in a bathtub, but actually during Katrina, when I was stationed at Keesler, we had several pregnant women that were there, and we had two going to labor during right in the height of the storm. And so the power went out and everything. We had to deliver two babies by flashlight. So I wasn't the OB doctor. Luckily, we had an OB doctor then, but I helped assist and hold the lights and help get all the equipment and everything together to help deliver babies. So from what I read, it went kind of fast, although, Ashley, you giving birth in a bathtub with no meds, I'm thinking you need some form of uh, award for this, for sure. So um, when I say I think it happened quick, I'm sure to you it felt like days there in the bathtub, but, but was it kind of a quick labor? Actually, no, it didn't feel like it was days. By the time I got in the tub, my body just started. I was so afraid of the pain level and not being able to tolerate it. But once I got in the tub, my body just kind of took over. I, the first push, her head, she crammed. And then within the second push, the rest of her body was out. And it was super fast. Like, I didn't even have time to think about it. It just happened fast. And actually, I don't know if it was the water, but the pain was not. I, I, I just imagined it was going to be horrible, and it really wasn't. Um, but, yeah, it was a super, super fast thing. It, it did not It did not take a long time. The human body is fascinating, which, Major Polk, I'm sure you know that, too, just being a nurse and in all the different ways you've you've seen the human body having to respond to a traumatic experience, which anybody will tell you having a baby is a traumatic experience, even if you've got the drugs. Um, but it kind of took a turn there. So what happened next with the, with the delivery? Um, with the delivery, she the baby came out really fast. Like she said, like half 
way with the first push. Uh, the baby was still in the sack because the sack hadn't broken yet. Um, so, you know, she was underwater, so I was like, well, she's still in the sack. She's still protected. You know, all these OB skills that I did have in the past long time ago are kind of kicking back in. And I'm like, okay, just, you know, of course, we've helped deliver horses and you know cows never said that to a lady yeah 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 yeah. which, which i didn't but i mean it's 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 not the same but it's similar you know it gave you a little bit of experience but um she uh then you know she pushed and next thing you know the rest of her came out and so uh broke the sack and then here's the baby well the baby was a little bit blue so i had to give mouth to mouth to the baby to get her stimulated and stimulated you did, and there's a good ending to the story. We've got more with Major Polk and Ashley Smith coming up next here on Good Things. Rock and roll. This show was previously recorded. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men in a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men in a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. You've shared half your life together. Built your family and careers together. She doesn't just complete your sentences, she completes you. Isn't it time to tell her you'd marry her all over again? I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company, suggesting that maybe it's time for that second diamond, the diamond you've always wanted to give her and now can afford. Here at Juniker Jewelry Company, as direct diamond importers, you'll find more certified large diamonds than any other store. Stunning two, three, Four carat diamonds and larger in stock every day at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. And the diamond professionals to help you create not just her ultimate diamond engagement ring, but a true family heirloom. So when you want to say, I love you, on her birthday, your anniversary, or just because it's time for that second diamond. This Christmas, come to Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Trust Care Kids in Madison now offers the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine for children ages 5 to 11. Every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m., just walk in or schedule an appointment at trustcarekids.com. Our expert team of pediatric specialists will have you in and out in a jiffy. It couldn't be any easier. TrustCare has led the way in COVID testing and vaccinations. Let us be the provider you trust to keep your entire family safe. That's TrustCareKids.com. TrustCare Health. Feel better, faster. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. Our friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Go beyond the headlines on Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Weekdays 10 to 1 here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. tell you all the time here on Good Things that there's an adventure in Mississippi awaiting you and to head on over to visitmississippi.org to find out more. But I don't think you can find an area on the Visit Mississippi website on how to have a home birth <laughs> by accident here in Mississippi. If you're just tuning in with us, this is a wonderful story. Ashley Smith and her family um, had to come here, evacuate because of Hurricane Ida. And long story short, Major uh, Polk, who is a flight nurse assigned to the 183rd Aeromedical Evacuation School squadron at the 172nd airlift wing of the Mississippi Air National Guard was a neighbor and he was there just in time to help with uh, with the birth of and Ashley what's the baby's name Julia so Julia she made it out and you saw Major Polk that maybe she looked a little blue and so your training went into action and what happened from there I gave mouth to mouth to her just gave her about three or four breaths and then she responded quickly you know I'd been patting her and nothing was happening and so until because that's the biggest fear of having a, a home birth, I would feel like out of the, you know, reaches of all of the medical equipment there that you'd find in a hospital, um, or just that you would find somewhere even close to a hospital. But in Bolton, Mississippi, you're about thirty minutes away from you know uh, uh, the Baptist or any other sort of facility. So Ashley, I mean, this is now your fourth baby to deliver. You would think you would know what to expect afterwards, but what were those first few minutes for you like after giving birth? They were they were great. Um, actually, it was pretty awesome. My husband was there within a few minutes of her coming out, and I wasn't nervous at all when she came out. I, you know, babies generally come out a little blue, so at no point did I feel nervous. I felt like everything was good. It was just so nice that you know she was here and she was safe, and I finally laid my eyes on her, and everything looked you know it was okay, and everybody was okay. And then within a few minutes, my children were allowed to come. You know, they were able to come in and see her, which was so awesome because. Being in the midst of a pandemic, it, you know, visitors are not allowed in the hospital. So that was just so awesome to me because I was excited that they got to meet their baby sister, you know, right away. And they didn't have to wait three days postpartum of me coming home from a hospital. So when did you not start feeling not your best? So we, I sat in the tub for, I think, about 30 minutes. You know, time flies by so fast. And I was starting to get a little uncomfortable. Um, Major Polk was trying to, he, we were going to empty the tub and refill it so that I could rest. And I was like, you know, let's just try and I'll get out and try to sit on the sofa. And so they lifted me up onto the side of the tub. And I remember saying that I was really thirsty and I started to drink some water. And then I just felt like I was starting to doze off. And then the next thing I remember is coming to and I heard Major Polk saying, I'm, I'm not trying to kiss you. And I really didn't know what he was talking about. And I said, I was just taking a nap. And they were just kind of laughing at me, like, no, you are taking a nap. You passed out. And I was like, no, oh, no, I was just taking a nap. Um, I don't think I really realized the extent. It still doesn't feel like it was that, as bad as they experienced. But my husband says, you know, it was really bad. You know, you kind of just slumped over. You passed out and you turned blue. And I was like, no, I was just taking a nap. But they were like, no, no, it was a little bit more, you know, serious than that. So, Major Polk, I know as a, you know, air flight nurse with the Mississippi Air National Guard, you're trained for this. You've gone through all the things. You've been overseas and served. You've had all these different experiences. I mean, does it just click and come back to you on what to do? Or is there any moment where you're or do you wait till it's all over with to sit down and be and have your moment of panic? Or is there any panic for you? I think it just came natural. Um, of course you know, you we're, well, I mean, it's you know, it's a different experience, but. I don't know. I've been through a lot of stuff and a lot of training, and that's what it prepares you for. And when you've been through that much training, it just kind of comes second second nature. But she she did turn blue. I mean, she, her eyes just rolled back in the back of her head, and she turned blue. And uh, I was trying to just hold her airway open at first, and she wasn't breathing good. And then I checked her pulse, and it was real thready. So uh, I started giving her a couple of breaths, and luckily she responded because I was thinking I was going to have to do CPR, you know, full-blown CPR on her. Well, Ashley, you couldn't have written this sort of ending to your pregnancy if you if you had to. But I hear that maybe you did have a little bit of a premonition or maybe dreams about the way things were going to end with with your fourth, and it it kind of came true, but didn't. So share that with us. So yes, you know, like I said, uh, a dream of mine towards the end was just to have a home birth and then to actually have it. Um, you know, we always say things happen for a reason, and I truly feel like. You know, there's a reason that my friend called and that her mom invited us and that I actually 
this is our caboose baby, so we don't plan on having any more. And to actually be able to fulfill that dream of having, you know, we always say we want to do things, and sometimes we don't actually go through with it. But to actually, I was able to go through with it, and it actually happened. I feel like it was meant to be. It definitely was meant to be. Were you back home with your baby? Or all yes, four of them? Are, yes, we're, we're back home, kind of temporary living in an RV situation because our home was damaged badly due to Hurricane Ida. So we're in the process of trying to fix all that back up. But yes, we're back home. We're back home. Well, this was such a lovely story, Ashley. I thank you for your time here on Good Things and good blessings or God blessings to you and your, your entire family. I'm so grateful that Mississippi was part of your journey. Yes, us too. <laughs> it's very exciting. Very great story for her to share when she gets older. Absolutely. She'll definitely have one for the books. I can tell her that. Yes. You can tell her that. All righty. Well, Major Polk, I mean, this is something that, again, we go back to just in your training there with the Mississippi Air National Guard. I have to ask, though, because being a aeromedical evacuation squadron nurse, I don't even know if that's the thing, but you're a nurse assigned. What, what do you do on a daily basis? So let me rephrase the question. What does the 183rd Aeromedical Evacuation Squadron do? First of all, I have to say that our air medical evacuation squadron is the best squadron in the universe. I've been told that. That's what we were supposed to say. <laughs> but um, we evacuate patients of all kinds of humanitarian missions, uh, military. Um, you know, if, if you get wounded anywhere in the world, we go and pick you up from a small hospital or field or anywhere and transport you back somewhere else, usually to a larger hospital or to the United States and uh, get you to better health care. When were you inspired to join the Air Force or the Mississippi Air National Guard and sort of work the ranks to be a flight nurse assigned to the 183rd? When I was 18, uh, it was just something I wanted to do. I was looking for a way to pay for college. Um, and I wanted to, the medical field interested me and my dad went with me out there and we toured a, several places around base and that was the one unit that I've really enjoy the people were nice and i just felt like it was home when people think of especially now you know there's a nurses shortage there's this all this height on healthcare workers being heroes which should have been there for a really long time but your job is unique in the fact that you got two heroes in one i mean you're a military uh, serviceman which obviously has its own level of heroicness but then you tap in the healthcare side of it and i don't think a lot of young uh, people who are looking for the next step in their careers realize the opportunities that maybe the national or the Air National Guard or the military can have for them. What would you say to those that are looking for maybe health care but also excitement? It's a great way to for excitement to help pay for health care. I mean, it used me. I used it to go to to uh, college at Delta State. I didn't have any student loans when I got out. I had actually money in my pocket. Um, it uh, gave me great experience. I've gotten to see about forty different countries around the world. Um, and some of the best training, and it's just the best job I've ever had. So that, and when we talk about the Mississippi Air National Guard, which is different from just the Mississippi National Guard, you right. are two different. Uh, well, it's all the We're same a thing. Your branch, a sort of of it. You know, what would you want people to know about the Air National Guard? Uh, the Air National Guard, we we do most of the the fixed wing flying part. The Army, you know, carries on the helicopters, and they do have a few fixed wings. But um, as far as uh, you know, we're just a component of the Air Force, but we fall under the, the as part of the the National Guard. We fall under the governor, so he, you know, authorizes what missions we can do and for, calls us out for national disasters. Well, I hope today this story not only just inspired anyone listening to good things, but also sparked the conversation of again just talking with our young people, or if you're looking for a career change, not forgetting that our Air National Guard and our National Guard are all options for people who are looking for, you know, that added level to their professional career. Could you imagine doing anything else? After doing this, no. It's, no. it's amazing. Well, and I think, um, you know, too, we've, we undermine the amount of just world experience that people get when they join the military, the educational sort of component to it. But then you never know when you're going to need those skills. I mean, you never thought that you would be giving or, or delivering babies in a bathtub there in Bolton, Mississippi, but the skills were were there for you for that. But that, is that, that has to be top five strangest things you've ever done. <laughs> With your with your skills, huh? Uh, I've got some pretty strange stories, but uh, <laughs> it, it's definitely the highlight. It was very nice. It's very nice. Have you gotten a chance to see baby Julia since or since she has been born? 
we took pictures the next day but then they returned back home and then i've just seen pictures since then so how uh, the uh trick-or-treat pictures were great They're outstanding outstanding well she wouldn't be here without your part in her story which you wouldn't have those skills if it wasn't for the mississippi air national guards uh training and as well as your training as a nurse specifically so thank you for your service Thank you for being there. I hope I never have to use it. <laughs> well, hopefully I never have another baby, but but I hope it's never those two worlds collide uh, for sure. But you guys stick with us. we got more for you coming up next. This show was previously recorded. Take a pause. Oh, hold on. Let me grab that. Take a pause. Hello? Uh, All right, Baxter. Let me get back to you. Now, what if your dog could call you at any time that they wanted to? Dr. Ileana Hersky-Douglas at the University of Glasgow has been working on that. There are already plenty of gadgets that let you talk to your dog remotely, but the doctor wanted to come up with a device that lets the dogs do the dialing. Animals can be active users of technology. She said she put her device inside a ball and connected that to her laptop at home so when her dog, Zach, would shake that ball, the laptop would come on and dial into her at work with a video call. When we first demonstrated the ball to him, he got like a, a bit confused, he whined a bit. Um, but after that, he was perfectly fine with it. Dog phone isn't ready for market yet, but soon you may be able to knick-knack, patty-whack, give the dog a phone. Take a pause. Jill Nato, Fox News. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The governor has refused to call a special session on medical marijuana because he believes the plan being offered by the legislature leans more toward recreational. House Speaker Philip Gunn disagrees. He says under the plan, individuals would be allowed 3.5 grams per day. One gram equals one marijuana cigarette. The other proposal on the table is 2.8 grams. This is represented to be the difference between recreational and medical. That is just... Uh, 
that that, that is a, a a ridiculously slim difference yep. between those two points. Since the regular session starts in January, a special session at this point is highly unlikely. A little over 8% of Americans live in a different house today than they did a year ago. That's the lowest rate reported by the Census Bureau since 1948. and means about 27 million people moved over the past year. Also, the lowest level ever recorded. I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. Join us each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. for the Word of Truth here on Super Talk Mississippi. That's the Word of Truth each Sunday at 7.30 a.m. on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station or online at supertalk.fm. 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 Your one stop for all the news that matters in the Magnolia State. Supertalk.fm. Everything you need to know at your fingertips. Supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Upbeat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Supertalk Mississippi. The Super Talk app and at supertalk.fm. Everyone knows all about my direction. There's a Mississippi adventure awaiting you. All you have to do is go to visitmississippi.org to learn a little more. And Supertalk will be on the road coming up this Friday. The University of Mississippi School of Business is hosting its annual banking and finance symposium on Friday at the Oxford Convention Center. So you can catch the Gallo Show, Middays with Gerard, and Sports Talk. They will be there with the leaders of Mississippi Financial industry as the Mississippi financial industry gathers in Oxford. And we are gathering to talk a little bit more with Miss Kristen Allen. She's the founder of Bloombridge, which is an online service that offers custom designed silk flowers arrangements and delivery. And I'm glad I had that aha moment, Kristen, because I was thinking to myself, I get how you're delivering them, but do you have like, you know, trucks and systems? But no, you are innovating and figuring out ways to connect with drivers. And when you think about with all of the food delivery now, grocery delivery now, your Ubers, your Lyfts, all of those, this is a whole nother sector and conversation with like individuals that can pick up side gigs, you know, just driving their own their own car. So was this so this was always when you pitched your idea in twenty seventeen to innovate, you always thought it would be an app type service. Yes. Always. So you saw that. I did see that. Well, I just that, didn't know how to make it happen. <laughs> I'm impressed with that. So that must have been part of your just heartfelt sort of sort of pitch because, I mean, even me, I'm, well, that's genius. <laughs> so I guess one of the hardest parts for you is getting your Bloom driver or your Bloombridge driver. So how do you connect with drivers in 30 different states? Well, so um, I did a lot of the recruiting. Um, so there's a lot of um, websites out there for people who like cemeteries. Um, like find a grave ancestry, you know, stuff, people that are into genealogy too, you know? And so, um, I just started scoping people out, you know, and, and, um, just explaining, explaining, and then like we did Facebook ads, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but just reaching out to people, um, and, 
What is started interesting way though to you know to I guess again they're they're obviously getting paid off their delivery just like anyone else would, and to think of that as sort of just a business idea versus you just hiring drivers that are having to have full time work or or whatever it may be, and this idea obviously resonates with people on our ceasefire text line. Bubba from Meridian said, "I love hearing about Bloombridge. I live four hours from my grandparents and my future and my parents' future burial site." So. You are feeling sort of a need that's probably never really been, you know, met before. What is some of the responses from your customers that's given it a try have been? I mean, I know they're grateful. Oh, gosh, yes. And I love hearing their um, stories. And, you know, I had one um, customer tell me the other day, she was like, you know, I have not been able to go to my grandparents' grave in so long. And when I got that picture... She said, I cannot tell you. She said, it was just the most amazing feeling seeing it. And I just felt instantly connected back. And when she said that, it was like a light bulb went off in my head, too. I thought, you know, that's the truth. Like, it is about connection and keeping that, um, those memories alive. And being able to, I go back to the word respect. But I have to give you respect, though, because you're also a mom who's got two teenage girls. I think that's what you told me. (laughs) And sort of juggling all of this. I mean, how is that work-life balance? Because sometimes I think that's the hardest part of it all. Then you can have the great ideas you can have, but then there's these different seasons in life so how are you balancing it through the different seasons well I don't have a choice (laughs) so I'm just doing it and you know when you are doing what you love um, it doesn't feel like work and there have been days when I have sat down and cried and thought oh my gosh this is never gonna happen you know but then I just pick myself back up and keep going with it Um, I have an amazing team seriously Huey and Lulu and Patrick and Justin are um, straight from God (laughs) so um, they help me and um, you know it's like I said I love what I'm doing and so it doesn't really feel like work when you do that and to going back to 2017 I mean you just had sort of an idea prior to having this epiphany 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 <laughs> with there with your grandmother's I mean what was I mean what was your vocation I mean did you see yourself going in a different completely different direction in terms of career um no I was a stay-at-home mom forever and I like I said I mean I've been an artist forever and I would paint and um but no I no I never in a million years I I knew that once this got going, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to shoot for the stars, you know, I don't have anywhere else to go but up. So um, that's what I did. And I feel like I lassoed the moon. <laughs> so it's, um, it's great. I mean, I, I don't really know that I ever, I, I, no, I did not. I, I just thought I would paint and, you know, raise my kids i didn't have a plan so what but but see (laughs) i mean see you are so many there's so many listening to good things that's their story it's maybe they don't feel like they have a plan or maybe they feel like because they're stay-at-home you know moms they can't shoot for for the moon um with whatever their ideas are because they don't you know they didn't go to college for it or they didn't have the connections or maybe they've let too much time go past or whatever it may be and you're one of many stories here on good things of people who genuinely had an idea a curiosity they were brave enough the first step would be brave enough to share that with others not just shut a door and tell a friend you had a secret right but if that's what you need to start with today then you can start there um, but something in them at least ignited to at least you know step it out or sort of walk it out so I mean what do you say to those that go that's great but I'm not Kristen you know that can't work for me and not everyone's going to have a business that explodes in six months to 30 different states and start seeing like real results but that's okay I mean you would have been okay if it hadn't succeeded too I think yeah I would have um because this has taught me so much about myself and oh god it makes me want to cry that's okay I'm, nobody cries along with good things so I'll um, cry with you you know it's just like, sometimes it just makes me speechless because I'm just like you it you have to um just stop you know and love yourself and I really am the perfect example of you really can do anything um I 
you know, they teach us that in kindergarten. You know, you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. And that's what I feel like. Yeah, if you put your mind to it. And that's the thing. Like, you just have to put your mind to it. And um, go for it. Um, Yeah, if if nothing ever else comes out of Bloombridge, um, I can hang my hat because... It also taught me a lot about myself and um, going out there and just being fearless and and doing it. And um, and it also helps that I have an amazing team and that all fell into place for me. Um, and just don't give up. I mean, no matter what it is, just keep trying. And you know what? Some advice would be listen. Sit back and just listen. And to the advice that people mm-hmm, are that they're giving you. Well, yep. Kristen, one piece of advice that I've heard you say that I would give back to myself, but then also to those listening, if they're thinking still, maybe you're getting excited or whirling around. And as soon as you get excited about something, there's, for whatever reason, there's a voice that will come in and start to give you doubts. I mean, it's like, oh, whatever. So if if, if you feel connected with just how her story took off, I say you just tell someone today your great idea. Just start there because, like, get it out from your head and your heart and, like, where it's hiding inside of you and just be brave enough to find a friend or a spouse or you can even tell your children in the car rider line, hey, mommy has a secret (laughs) (laughs) or whatever it may be or dad. I mean, it can be that way. I've always dreamed of doing blank or maybe didn't whatever sound like a great idea and then you know, at least you you sowed that seed, you spouted it out. And mm-hmm. then because going back to the beginning of your story, Kristen, your friend was like, oh, that's, did they say, I mean, it was a great idea. Let's move forward yeah. or move it forward or whatever. It yeah, could be. he said, it sounds great. And I said, well, will you do this with me? And he kind of looked at me and he said, yeah, see what they say. And, um, and I said, well, okay, are you sure? And he said, yeah, and we shook hands that day. <laughs> So a handshake still has... A handshake, yeah. With me, it does. Still has something to sort of do. Well, I can't wait to see when you get uh, back and you're now shipping international and you have your Bloomberg drivers <laughs> driving on the opposite side of the road and all that, over the world. The I think, like you said, you've lassoed the moon and the the stars are the limits for you, Kristen. So where do we go to learn more about Bloombridge? Well, we are on Instagram um, and Facebook, and our website is bloom-bridge.com. Will there be any specials, I mean, specials for coming up for Christmas? Yeah, we have um, new arrangements hitting the website, um, and um, we're constantly, you know, growing that. And, um, yeah, so... Take a look, see, mm-hmm. give it a try. Nothing else. What I take away from you today is don't forget your loved ones. Even if you don't use Bloombridge, go visit those sites. Get them something pretty on there for Christmas. Remember their memories. Share in and those good things. And two, share your ideas. Get them out on paper. Tell a friend. That's the first step. It can't ever go anywhere if you don't get it out of your head That's and right. into the atmosphere. So I hope we've inspired someone to do yeah. that today. Thank you for your time, Kristen. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. All righty. You guys stick with us. We've got a few more good things for you coming up next. show was previously recorded whether you're a rebel a bulldog a golden eagle or just a sports fan super talk mississippi has got a podcast for you for you sports talk mississippi the rebel report thunder and lightning the super talk eagle hour are all now available for you and it's all free free get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. This is Poll Paris with Fox News Director of Polling, Dana Blanton. Gas prices are at a seven-year high. No wonder most, 72%, say prices at the pump 
pose a financial hardship for their family. Our Fox News survey also asked, what should President Biden do to bring down prices? A majority says, take action. Relax regulations on domestic drilling or open strategic oil reserves. But one in four says, do nothing. Either keep costs high to discourage people from driving or let the market decide prices. A third of voters believe Biden is happy about higher gas prices because it'll spur use of alternative energy. A recent comment from White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki explains why they might think that. Look, our view is that the rise in gas prices over the long term makes an even stronger case for doubling down our investment and our focus on clean energy options. But it's hard to believe Biden's happy given the 10-point drop in his approval rating. I'm Dana Blanton. That's your poll Puri. Super Talk. Nobody keeps Mississippi informed like we do. With 12 stations covering all 82 counties. If it happens in your state, we're on top of it. The news, the weather, the sports, and the talk that's important to you. The issues that matter to you, your family, and your bank account. It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and supertalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. The Dean's List with Janice Dean. A military veteran who doesn't let a disease stop him from doing what he loves the most makes today's Dean's List. Norman Greenstein is known as the Parkinson's painter. In high school, his art teacher said he'd never make it as an artist. So he did other things for a career. He still did his art from time to time, but never as a full-time job. But after being diagnosed with Parkinson's three years ago, Norman decided to take up his passion again, full-time, and wanted to raise awareness for those that live with the same illness. Gabe Greenstein says his father continues to fight through his challenges to do what he loves. An online gallery was launched to feature his beautiful art. In 2018, Norman, who lives in Hartford, Connecticut, began selling his first paintings, with galleries exhibiting his work. The team is also working on releasing Norm's first digital art collection. Well done, Norman. Keep on doing what you love. That's what life is all about. Janice Dean, Fox News. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money, but they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. Because the challenges you face are getting bigger every year, BASF is committed to helping with more than boots on the ground. We're committed to boots in the mud, boots on the steps of your truck, your tractor, your combine, the linoleum tiles of your coffee shop, the concrete of your co-op, the gravel in your shed. So we can listen, learn firsthand, help right now to ensure success. BASF, helping you do the biggest job on earth. Place of America's music. This is Super Talk Mississippi, streaming live 24 7 at supertalk.fm. This show was previously recorded. Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I'm a morning time and we're going strong. delay in planning your Mississippi getaway. Everything you need to know is over at visitmississippi.org. And everything you need for high school football playoffs is coming up on Friday here on Super Talk. We got you covered. You can catch a local game on just about every Super Talk Mississippi station. Plus, you can stream a ton of games or get up-to-the-minute scores from across the entire state by going to supertalk.fm slash high school. We hope you've taken the time to download the Super Talk Mississippi app, which you can do for free. And when you open it up, not only can you stream Super Talk live from there, but you can also click the sports button and you can get everything you need to know. But make sure you get all of the end of your Friday Night Lights um, results with the Farm Bureau Insurance Company scoreboard show at 10 p.m. on Friday. And you can wherever you listen or watch Super Talk. And here on Good Things, we love to connect with you over on the Book of Faces. So if you are on Facebook, you might as well just go ahead and 
search good things with in your search bar. Rebecca Turner will pop up. You can click join. Rhino or I will let you into the madness and you can stay up to date with all the good headlines throughout our state, which tomorrow is Veterans Day. And so across the state, you're going to have lots of goodies for those that have served, which I think I think we do a good job of honoring our military with specials all throughout the state, but particularly on tomorrow. And I saw over at supertalk.fm that there is free lunch for military on Veterans Day at, it is at the Bocahoma, thank you, Casino in uh, Philadelphia. So Lucky's Restaurant will offer a blue plate special of hamburger steak with onions, bell peppers, brown gravy over rice, yum, a roll and a drink for Veterans Day Thursday. That's November the 11th from 11 to 3 p.m. So if you have your military ID card or Veterans Affairs Department card, uh, then you can come and you will get a free meal on them and feel free to if you're on Facebook and you know of other places that are giving good deals for our uh, servicemen and women tomorrow you can feel free to share that there as well I know they're not I the only one I might have to post this website I'm going to pull the mouse up near the microphone so you can hear this just scrolling 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 we're in the D's there's a whole page of places now we're to the S's of places giving away free stuff for veterans tomorrow so I'll I'll click this from uh, militarybenefits.info and put it over in the Facebook group. Well, and I'm fisting to share. This is not for Veterans Day. That's awesome. But this is something you can uh, at least get around to share. I just saw where Hernando Middle School principal, Dr. Jerry Float, had to pay up on Tuesday night for a promise that he made to his students. And he spent the night on the school's roof because they met their goal at this year's Scholastic uh, Book Fair. So he, uh, the principal, had challenged his middle schoolers to buy or sell 1,000 books, which we all know is a good thing. It would be better for them uh, to be engaged in that. And they not only met their goal, but they doubled it. They sold uh, 2,300 books. And many parents know about the book fair and having to send money. And, you know, pre-COVID, it was a whole family thing. It usually tied in with Grandparents Day, or at least it did here uh, in central Mississippi. And we look at it often as kids having just the opportunity to go buy books. But that's also usually a fundraiser, too, um, for the school or the library. So it's all around a good thing. So they raised about $8,000 for their school to use to buy more books for their particular library. So there you go. Dr. Jerry spent the night on the roof. Uh, to show his kids that he would hold up the end of a bargain there in Hernando. And I'm not sure which night he spent. I'll have to thumb through. It was Tuesday night, so I was trying to think what would be the weather. Mid-40s was the temperature for uh, Dr. Jerry there. He didn't mind, though. And um, how cool is that? You love a principal. You love uh, uh, when faculty and staff can get the kids excited about something by putting their own necks you know, on the line, not in any real danger, but for something fun. I mean, think middle school, you're talking about seventh, eighth graders. Thinking about your principal having to spend the night on the roof is It's all the motivation you need. It's all the motivation you need or being able to maybe hit them with pie or throw water balloons. The Duncan tank. Duncan booth or whatever they call it. Duncan booth, Duncan tank. We'll take it. We'll take it all. So kudos to Hernando for reaching their goal, raising the money and then getting to uh, see their principal spend uh, the night on on the roof. I always really looked forward to book fair. You, yeah, until you're the parent who's like, you are $20 for nothing. Not nothing. I know. Look, y'all. I spent so much money on erasers that never erased a single thing. Yes. And so if your child is like mine, they go in and they buy I mean, the book fair has morphed into other things than just uh, books being offered. I mean, it's all educational or bookmarks and stuff. Um, but but you have to remind yourself it's also all for, you know, a good cause. And that's that's a good thing. But, of course, the book fair. Now they have the digital wallet so you can you can load it up and they can go spend all they want to at the book fair that way. Too. But I just posted it there on the Good Things Facebook group where the conversation never ends. We would love to have you there. Um, but stick with us. You got more coming up next. You got Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I'll be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
This show was previously recorded. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.